Hey guys, welcome to the next episode of the Advanced Man Podcast. We are in the studio today. I'm excited. We've uh, finally got our first in-person guest. His name is John Templeton. John Templeton, well, the first time I heard of John Templeton, I was rather intrigued and also quite judgmental, to be honest. This man has achieved some phenomenal things. He's been in the in the army. He has worked with some of the world's most prolific entertainers, and he has obtained a reasonably large amount of success, and he has done some phenomenal things, but... But as we all know, success is only measured by the person who is receiving it. And John has gone through his own dark night of the soul. And uh, he's going to be here and share it with us today. So I can't wait to have a chat with this man. It's so good to have you in the studio, John. And remember, the Advanced Man podcast is helping men advance in their health, happiness, relationships, identity, and wealth. And so all the guests that I have on here have mastered at least one of those areas and are sharing their genius with us. So if you're a man that wants to advance in one of those areas, stay tuned because I guarantee you we've got some magic for you today. All right, let's jump in. All right, welcome back to the Advanced Man Podcast. In this episode, we have John Templeton. Now, John Templeton has an amazing history uh, and experience. He's pushed himself to the limit in heaps of areas, and I'm really excited to have him on. John, thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's Aaron. Thank you. Pleasure. No, no worries, man. It's uh, It's been funny. We've crossed paths maybe two or three times, but um, I've heard a lot about you from a lot of other people. You know, a lot of people I know have known you and they'd be like, oh, have you heard of John Templeton? Have you seen his stuff, you know? Um, so I'm really excited to have you here and actually get to know you a bit more and have a really good chat. Yeah, perfect, same. Sweet. <laughs> so, um, you know, in the in the questions that came up, one of the things I, I ask, you know, this podcast about helping men advance in five areas, health, happiness, relationships, identity, and wealth. And, uh, you know, in the questionnaire, it was like, what is your area of genius? And you wrote happiness and identity. Do you want to expand why you think they're your areas of genius? Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> man, I'm, I'm a huge believer in being great at everything. Mm. Um, I don't like to specialize because then you're leaving yourself weak somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But when presented with those five things, um, identity... You know, relationships, wealth, they're like external to us, mm. but happiness and identity, that's us. Mm. And so I feel like they're the core of who we are. Um, the rest comes later. And so I put a high priority on mastering my the way I feel mm. and who I'm being. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, because yeah, like my belief is that happiness is not really happiness. Happiness is emotional intelligence. Yeah. Right. Like life is gonna slap you in the face repetitively. Forever. <laughs> and so it's like how you manage those challenges, how you manage the, those slaps in the face, is ultimately what gives you happiness. Right. Like you can't stop people from dying. You can't stop you know global financial crisis. You can't stop things happening. It's how you deal with the adversity that ultimately allows you to be in a, an emotionally stable or even emotionally upward state. Would you agree? thousand percent yeah so yeah. what are some of the things that you do to uh manage your emotional intelligence or manage your those slaps in the face yeah so everything's perception right it's yep. never about what's happening to us it's how we perceive or give meaning to what's happening to us mm. so for me personally and you know all the programs and events i run it's a huge emphasis on perceptions mm. our belief systems drive our perceptions where we choose to focus um and when you have one a good belief system mm -hmm. you're gonna it's not that you won't experience more problems or, or or less problems or less pain but the the problems become higher level more complex like a child is dealing with a broken toy mm -hmm. and that's devastating you know for an adult it might be losing a loved one mm -hmm. and that's devastating so it is 
Um, first off, build a great belief system so you can handle bigger problems in life and you're not dealing with survival-based problems. And then have the tools to be able to shift perceptions um, transiently. So breathwork even can change your perception. Mm. Um, but also fundamentally by understanding the unconscious mind and real true perceptual changes at the unconscious level. Yeah. It's, it was, it's interesting when, well, before I go into that, I want to ask you a question. At the start, you said you want, you're a firm believer in being great at everything. How do you think that formulate, like, how do you formulate an identity around that? Like, how do you become great at everything? And what's the driver for that? Mm. The driver is to live the best life possible. Yeah. That's been me for as long as I can remember and to win. Yep. And that pushed me into a very masculine way of life. Mm. Like I just had to beat everyone at everything. Yeah. Um, what are some of the things that you've won at? Like playing football, soccer as a kid, mm -hmm. I've just got stacks of trophies and mm -hmm. player of the year every year, just dominated. Awesome. Um, and then made the New Zealand Academy side to 99 and 2000, found drugs, alcohol and all of that. And my football fell away, but then I had to be the best at drinking and drugs. Mm -hmm. So it was like, you know, who could drink the most, who could stay up the latest, who mm -hmm. could spend the most. It was mm -hmm. just a way for me to be validated ultimately. 100%. But um, winning was my way of being enough. Yeah. Um, and then in the military, when I was in the, I was in the army for seven years, it was, you know, you get, the military was great for men, fucking for masculinity is like great yeah. because they give you standards. Yeah. Like this is, um, you know, a fitness test. Yeah. These are the standards. And it's like, you're, you might not be competing against others, but you're competing against a standard. Yeah. So I, I, I got a hundred percent score on the fitness test. So it's like unbeatable in mm -hmm. the in the military mm -hmm. um navigation courses again it's it's timed how fast and well you can navigate shooting everything it was just like how can i win and i would just top my courses and constant competition yeah yeah which, which gives you something to strive towards right it pushes you hard yeah. you know when you don't want to lose it's like <laughs> you'll die for that 100 um and then the last course i did in the military was my physical training instructor course and you know there was uh, 13 people from Army, Navy, Air Force on the course. Mm -hmm. And like one guy had a PhD in sports science, like super intellectual. Mm -hmm. um, another guy, two of them ended up in special forces, mm -hmm. just like really incredible people. And I topped that course. Wow. And that like, and then after that, I got posted to train the special forces for their fitness. And that sort of, that's the one thing where I like had the seal of approval on myself of like, you're a fucking bit of a legend, John. Yeah. Like you're doing good things. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, and that just, even moving into the coaching space, I was like, you know, how can I, you can't really measure it, but it's like, yeah. how can I be the best coach, yeah. you know, in Australia or, yeah. or whatever. So that competitiveness has, you know, been there the whole time. Yeah. Mm. And so with the, I, I firstly, I, uh, I resonate with all of that, <laughs> especially the drugs and alcohol part, really, really good in that area. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, how does the, the drive to win, like what's the downside of the identity you create around that necessity in your life? Or what's the shadow aspect? Yeah, I mean, well, that's what ruined me. Right. Uh, eventually, right, put me into a big, big depression was mm. um, the shadow aspect is when you, 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 if you're unintegrated and you don't win, mm. it hurts. Mm. And you experience the opposite to good enough, which is not good enough. Mm -hmm. And when the loss is big enough and the duration is long enough, it's, you know, I was depressed mm. because I just felt so unworthy. Yeah. So, um yeah there's you know you know everything comes with its shadow and 
winning the the shadow of being a winner is well, when you don't win who are you then you know yeah well, I, and ultimately at least from my experience i was a loser exactly that's it <laughs> it's like if you don't win you lose yeah and there can only be one winner yeah you know that's it that's and that it. and that's the whole point of it how side tangent but just a question how do you feel about um you know they're not across the board it's happening but in some places they're giving you know trophies and 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 uh, banners for like 10th place 12th place you know or they're not keeping score in childhood games anymore in certain areas of the world How, what's your belief around that yeah i mean everything is in in balance and harmony with duality the opposite of so it's like if you reward winners for winning and everyone else is a loser you're going to build some really strong masculine powerful men that lead and they take charge mm -hmm. you do the opposite to that you're gonna it's more feminine energy it's well everyone's sort of good enough and that also has merit there's mm. merit to both and right. it's like well what kind of kids do you want to raise mm. um and it's always going to go through the yin yang cycle so we went to the yang of like fucking winners win losers die <laughs> and now everyone's like oh that's a bit harsh let's mm. bring it back a bit so it's more yin everybody's doing good that'll people will realize that that also has flaws and it'll go back to like no winners win mm. um and if you're a man or you've got kids or you're a woman listening it's like how do you want your child to be yeah and do you want you know it's all, there's no right or wrong yeah. you just choose how you want them yeah. um so yeah i mean if it was if i had a like a, a lady in my life and a child it would be a discussion of like how do we you know yeah are we breeding like a fucking winner here or, <laughs> or are we breeding someone who's maybe more community orientated as mm. opposed to individual orientation and yeah there's no right or wrong so i i don't buy into all of that too much because i know it's just gonna swing back the other way eventually at some point yeah yeah it, you know, obviously i feel like um there's an us versus them there seems to be an us versus them in society every there's a new us versus them every kind of six months or every 12 months you know and uh like we, you were talking about polarity right like without hot water you wouldn't know what cold water felt like you know and then that's the whole point of duality is to give us something to experience Contrast, yeah, yeah. And it's like without without light we wouldn't know what darkness was and vice versa um and without winning you wouldn't know what losing feels like and and without emotions you wouldn't have any drive for any action um so I'm curious to go into the, the like the identity and the winning and the happiness. And you said ultimately this big drive to win and succeed led to your greatest depression. And again, that's a polarity, right? Like the, the highest high with the lowest low. Um, and what do they say? A tree can't grow to heaven unless its roots go down to hell. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so what's let's open the door to like what was this hell for you and like what what happened? Yeah. What was the breaking point? I'll first say, when I got into coaching, I said to my very first mentor, I said, I want to experience hell so that I can help others through it. Mm. Um, I said to him, I want to experience everything, including hell, so I can help others through it. Because I hadn't experienced, until this point, I just won at yep. everything. It yeah. was like, I had not experienced what it was like not to win. And so I said that to him, and he, he said, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's a strong intention, bro. <laughs> <sighs> um, but you know what? It's, it's, it's given me so much confidence and certainty in mm. myself mm. there's no way i could be the best coach in australia or new zealand without having gone through that so mm. yeah i did get what i asked for and the way it unfolded was i was running i was in bali running a retreat or getting ready for a retreat when COVID hit and i had an event in wellington new zealand and one in the gold coast 
Um, I'd run about $20,000 ad spend to each event, had wow. the venues booked, all of that. And Bali had cost me $40,000 for the retreat, the speakers, yeah, well, um, all, the, all the venue, everything. All out. All outgoings. And um, COVID hit. We were two days away from people flying to Bali. And this was in March 19, uh, March 20. And was it 20? No, it would have been 19. 19. Yeah. And um, I said, don't come. We'll figure it out. I went back to Australia and I was like, oh, we'll just post postpone it. And it was like a year later and everyone's like, John, we've paid you all this money. What's going on? Um, the two other events, the Gold Coast, Wellington one, just written off, all wow. gone. No refunds from the venues. Like that really hurt me. Mm. Then the Bali retreat, like because I couldn't run it, I um I was like, well, we're doing it online. We're doing an online retreat, and I put a huge effort into making it an adventure. Mm -hmm. You know, people mm -hmm. uh, they had activities to do outside of their house to mm -hmm. go and find items around their neighborhood, and, and mm -hmm. made it a really empowering online retreat. But two people wanted refunds, and because the money would, I still had all my money tied up in Bali, sure. so I was stuck between a rock and a hard place. So I got taken to court. I got sued. Um, that that was a horrible experience, and it's like even though the contracts were tight, everything was good morally and ethically. Yeah. I had delivered and over delivered because I really well, I'm I just, yeah. I'm just a good person. Like yeah, I, I don't want to be seen. You're trying, as a you're trying to live into the integrity and the values that you have, and yeah, you worded that way better than I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, I got got smashed in court, and that sucked. And um, I I couldn't do what I love. We were talking before this yep. podcast about like. We love coaching, but it's all the back-end stuff. It's yeah. it's kind of annoying. Oh, shit. So everything went online for COVID, and I was just sick of being stuck behind a computer. I didn't have all my energy and passion there. I wanted to be with people. That was happening. I had all that money out, so I didn't have any money to move, mm. and my income just started to drop, mm. and my self-worth was way more attached to money than I realized. Mm. So as my money dropped, my self-worth dropped, my ability to coach dropped, people mm. would then attack me, mm. and it was just like, I experienced the the shadow. Mm. Like, it just hit me so hard. Mm. Um, and then I would go into a relationship looking to be saved. Mm. They would come in and be like, you're John Templeton, you're the great mm. John Templeton. And I was like, well, not so fucking great, am I? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, um, you know, I ended some, and then I had one that she destroyed me. Wow. Like, she, fuck it, we came in, and it was really beautiful and then she felt this unworthiness i had and i couldn't shake it and yeah. my money was tight i was just like and she she rejected me and just destroyed me mm. um through her own stuff like sure. and, and you know we're, we're on good terms now but that was the most brutal breakup i've mm. ever been through and that that's what pushed me into the pit mm. um and so yeah i mean it was Seven years, 2016, is, if anyone ever comes to one of my events, it's like I show people a photo, I don't show it publicly, of like I sent someone a message on Facebook saying like, I'm so fucking depressed, you mm. know, and um, she was a healer and over the seven years she's sort of supported me, but the amount of times I've talked to her about, you know, killing myself or whatever, yeah. and um, there's just this photo and I look like 15 years older than I do now, mm. just a mess. Mm. Um, and I just I kept trying to succeed. Mm. I was like, if I can make more money or mm, appear mm, mm. to be someone incredible mm. this will all go away yeah. but um it was all pseudo success and, and it wasn't until i got to the point and you know this relationship did it where i was like underneath all of this my ego is just so fucked and i'm just so unworthy and, and that pushed me into the greatest healing mm. 
the world has ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> no, John Templeton's yeah. world has ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and it changed me, man. Yeah. So grateful that it happened. Yeah. Dude, I am. Um, isn't it funny for us as men, I feel like it's, if I just keep doing this thing, it will get better. It's like, it's like a ingrained masculine psychological belief that just grinding and doing the same shit on repeat will fix all of our fucking problems. And it, I would say 0.1 of a percent of time, maybe it works. Yeah. I, I really feel that until there's, well, I just know, until there's a energetic shift with who you are, that's why identity is so important. Mm. Until there's a shift in your identity, you're going to get the same result on repeat. Yeah. No matter how hard you work. It might feel like, um, might feel like it, things will change, but they won't progress. Mm. You can put it that way, maybe. Yeah. That's really, all right. I'll open the door to, um, so what we were talking about just before, um, I moved to the Gold Coast pretty much a year ago, April 1st. And, uh, you know, I was like, fuck, this is amazing. You know, I, was, I moved into my apartment it's right next to the beach in Burley. And I was like, oh, I feel all the stress from where I was being eliminated. I'm, oh, my God, I can't believe how happy I am now. And I've realized how sad I was. Um, and yet I've made less money in the last 12 months being in this happy state than I was in my not happy state, you know, living in a house with some of my closest friends but just energetically was not a succinct place for what i was trying to achieve and i've you know i've got a million fucking tools i've got access to some of the most amazing people and it's been 12 months and i'm like all right i'm going back into construction <laughs> and not because like i know all the things but like you're just saying there is an internal identity shift that needs to happen and I'm happy. I'm like, I'm. Ha there's nothing wrong with my life. And I could keep living the way I'm living and not go back into construction. And everything would just be okay. But I'm also not like ecstatically, like I'm not in joy. I'm happy, but I'm not in joy. And uh, biting the bullet and just deciding to, to go and lay bricks again and, and work into construction. Like I, I felt when I made that decision, it was this morning, right? I rang, I rang a dude this morning about job. I, I physically felt something inside of my body just go, <sighs> even though my work life is going to radically increase my workload, you know, physically, I mean, it's a very physically demanding job. I've done it for 12 years. I fucking, I love leaving the day and going, I built that fucking wall. I don't like looking at the screen at the end of the day and going, I built that landing page. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have the same reward thing inside of me. And rather than try to fight my reality of like, you know, you, you, you listen to all the hyper successful coaches and entrepreneurs, like just grind, do the basics, do the, do the shit you hate day in and day out. And I just, I don't feel like that's the way anymore. I, I think those entrepreneurs that say that, that's what they've relied on, but it's not the best strategy. Yeah. Like when you told me, I was like, that is a wise man. Yeah. Because you're a fool just to grind and grind and grind. But to, but to outsource the things, get someone else to build landing pages, you see it. You <laughs> exactly. go in the money, and I know we talked about this before, but we're men. Yeah. We're meant for physical fucking labor. Yeah. And when you're doing that, I can guarantee you, you actually have more energy. You'll just be on fire. Yeah. You'll have more money. Yeah. Outsource. Yeah. It's like... Less stress. Yeah. That's... My, my content will be better. So then my content will be better. My content will land better. And nothing changed around my identity, really. Like, I didn't change who I was. I just changed the belief system of where my one happiness has to come from, where my money has to come from and what success and failure looks like. Yeah. So how did you do that from this place of despair and desperation and brokenness? Yeah. I, um, 
I dug myself out like mm. minute by minute mm. some days um at like the the bottom of the the barrel when everything was just empty and honestly if anyone's ever been through depression or not it's like you do not see a way out no. it's just black it's heavy it's and, and what's worse is you kind of like come out of that feeling and you're like oh life's okay and then it hits you again yeah and again and again you're like is this just how my life's going to be forever now yeah. yeah and um i've worked with so many coaches and healers i'm very blessed i made a lot of money early and forked out hundreds of thousands on coaches mentorships healers so i had all the tools i had all the people around me I had everything and it still you know wasn't there's no pill no no <laughs> and the as crazy as it sounds you just have to take control of your thoughts yeah and um i just remember this is why i say minute by minute there were days where i was in bed and i was just like i fucking hate my life i don't know how i'm gonna get out of this and so i say to people because i had these dreams of being this grand coach and all of that stuff and and living that that is my purpose mm. but i was like when i when i was in that hole i fucking didn't care about any of that there's that saying it's like uh you know a well man has many wishes a sick man only one yeah and i was a sick man yeah. and all i wanted was to be not, not sick, sick. Mm. and so i was like okay in this in this moment here what can i do that will take me out of sickness it's like go to the gym mm. you know go to the gym you love the gym you've trained your whole life mm. just do that and my mom would be like yeah but that's not you're not on your purpose you're not mm. doing and i'm like john you're do you know what the biggest fucking thing was and i i will uh, a good friend of mine who's an nlp coach mm. um she runs a massive company with her and her husband i went around to theirs bawling my eyes out and that's i was just, yep yep and i was just like i need fucking help mm. like i'm a mess um i was down to 500 dollars a month income mm. um i was so like when business was successful i moved into this big mansion you, you've been to my place yep. and it was like two grand a, two grand a week to for, a nice pad yeah That's like it was nice and it was you know i had a gardener i had everything all sorted yeah and then when all the money stopped it's like i still had these expenses um and so on 500 dollars a month it was just like my income was dropping i had a team in my business it was just 10 yeah. grand a month just like yeah. boof, boof, out yeah. of the account yeah and i just went around to their place just bawling my eyes out going I don't know what to do. Mm. Um, and I, I was with them for probably about eight hours. Mm. And one of the biggest things was it's just such a basic process is uh, chunking up. Yeah. Um, you know, what's the purpose of life? Da, da, da. And it's like, well, you know, the purpose of your life is to be happy. Mm. There's nothing else. That's it. Like, and just so do it, you know, do what makes you happy. Yeah. And so I was like, well, what would make me happy in this moment? And it was like, okay, to go to the gym. And I would mm. finish at the gym, I would go to the gym and I'm like, you know, thoughts would come in. You should be doing that. It was like, just fucking train. Yeah. And then I'd finish the gym. It's like, well, what would make you happy now? It's like walking the dogs. Okay, I'll do that. And so I just, I fought my thoughts mm. for happiness. Mm. Just, it was literally minute by minute sometimes. Like, it was like bipolar disorder. It was all yeah. this crazy shit happening. And through just just that process of having my time frame of, of forget next week, forget yes. next month. Yeah just look at the next hour of your life yeah um and and search for happiness in that mm. and that just brought me into a state of like i've actually got everything i need yeah. like i'm really you know i experienced abundance for the first time in my life through the pain of of depression and mm. all of that and i realized i already had everything i needed mm. and that's when i became more grounded in who i was i didn't need to achieve success to be worthy it was like if i just wake up i'm i'm, I'm, I'm pretty good mm. Um, so that was, yeah, that's how I got myself out of it. It was just minute by minute, yeah. 
reorientating my thinking yeah. back towards well what's going to make me happy in this next 60 seconds this yeah. next 60 minutes yeah we i in my academy lectures we someone asked about apathy right we're doing emotional intelligence right now and someone said what do you do when you get stuck in apathy right which is kind of like depression it's like you just don't care about anything it's just not a, i don't give a single fuck about how i feel how you feel the world's fucked fuck the world it's all fucked that's pretty much where you're in what you're in and um it was literally that it was like what's one thing like just one thing that you can do right now that will move you out of this place put the phone down you know like for me it's like put the phone down okay okay phone's down now what okay stand up off the couch it was like you know it has to get to sometimes it has to be so fucking simple that there is no other way out of it mm-hmm. um so yeah absolutely hear what you're saying where um from that place of do what makes you happy right obviously when we're in such a negative state we can go down a not healthy path for this desire for happiness drugs alcohol sex porn sugar movies whatever how do you differentiate that between something that will make you happy in the long term like the gym knowing that it's good for your health and good for your mental health and good for don't and, get me started on this topic bro i love this topic <laughs> <laughs> and something of like well sugar will make me happy i'm gonna eat a whole packet of tim tams and watch a fucking movie man i know exactly what you're saying and, um... <laughs> all right guys i'm sorry to interrupt but that's all time we have for this episode of the advanced man podcast i don't know about you guys but i can feel the electricity between me and john we are going to finish this interview next week stay tuned yeah uh, if you've been loving this chat so far share it with a friend tag follow subscribe remember um you want to get that notification for next week when it comes out so please 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 for the love of all things holy and sacred and some of the things that aren't press that subscribe button and get the notifications for next week and you can hear the rest of the chat with john that's it peace out